Probably one of the most famous pieces of Gemara about Purim is actually found in the Gemara and Shabbos, Daf Peiches, page 88, which is all about the giving of the Torah. As the Gemara explains over there that when we were at Sinai, the Torah teaches that we camped by the foot of the mountain. But the word literally means under the mountain. And so the Gemara says famously that when we were at Sinai, Hashem picked the mountain over our heads and forced us to receive the Torah. He held the mountain over our heads and said, either you accept the Torah or here will be your burial place. Of course, the famous question is, I don't understand. We said, Nasavanishma, we willingly, wholeheartedly accept the Torah. We said, we will, we will do and then we will hear. So the commentators ask that question. But the question that the Gemara asks on this is that if God threatened our very lives and held the mountain over our heads and threatened us that we had to receive the Torah, so the Gemara says, we have a very good excuse and reason not to have to keep Torah if that's the case. If somebody holds a gun to your head and says, give me $100,000 and you say, okay. And then when the gun's not there anymore, you don't have to give $100,000. Of course, you just said it because they were holding a gun to your head. So the Gemara says, if we were forced, if we were threatened, then seemingly there's a good excuse that we shouldn't have to keep Torah. And the Gemara answers, Even so, in the days of Achashverosh, during the story of Purim, then we then we accepted the Torah fully and completely. The final accepting of Torah was on Purim. And since then, therefore, we have to keep the Torah. But Rashi is bothered. What, what happened during the Purim story that that caused us to receive the Torah wholeheartedly? So Rashi says, Because of the great love of the miracle that was done for them, because of the great miracle of Purim, we know Purim was a tremendous nase, pursuing Nisa, and Rashi says, because of the love of the miracle that Hashem did for us, that's why we accepted the Torah wholeheartedly. But the Lubavitcher Rebbe asked once that seemingly that doesn't make any sense. You're saying that by Sinai, for whatever reason, God had to hold the mountain over our heads because we didn't accept, we wouldn't accept it fully. But in the days of Purim, because of the great love of the miracle that was done for us, wait, during Yitzhiya's time when we left Egypt, miracles weren't done for us? There were seemingly a lot more miracles happening during Pesach, Pesach the, the leaving of Egypt, the ten plagues, the splitting of the Red Sea. There were many, many miracles that happened to the Jews in the in the desert, even in the time leading up to Har Sinai. And we know that, on the other hand, the Purim miracle was not anything supernatural, seemingly. We know that's why God's name is not found in the Megillah, because Hashem's presence is not overtly felt. In fact, the opposite. Hashem's presence is totally concealed in the Megillah, in stories of a drunken feast and an easily persuaded king and etc. And all the stories of the of the Megillah that Hashem is not overtly revealed. In fact, that's what the holy books say, that that's why if you notice in the Megillah, pay attention to how many times the Megillah talks about clothing, about garments. The whole story is about garments. Achashverosh wanted Vashti to come without any garments. Esther concealed her identity, which is also a garment. Then when the decree came against the Jews, it says that Mordechai changed his clothing to sackcloth, and Esther sent him other clothing. Then during the king's dream, he says to Haman, you know what you should do with Mordechai? Dress him in the king's clothing. Bring him, parade him through the whole city wearing the king's clothing. And finally, at the very end of the Megillah, 
When Mordechai is tremendously promoted by the king, it also says all the different garments, the clothing that he wore. And the holy books explain what's with this connection of clothing to Purim. Of course, it goes without saying, that's why we dress up in Purim. Because Hashem is wearing garments in Purim. In Purim, Akati we were still slaves to Achashverosh. We still, there wasn't some kind of supernatural destruction of Achashverosh. We remained servants, we remained subjects of Achashverosh even after the Purim story. Hashem is totally wearing garments throughout the story of Purim, and that's why His name is not mentioned in the Megillah, as we said. So the question is, why would that miracle cause that great love that we accept the Torah in an even deeper way than during, than by Har Sinai, after we saw all the miracles of the Exodus from Egypt? But the Rebbe says that that's exactly the idea. Hasidus teaches in a deep way that the reason that God's name is not mentioned in the Megillah is because... The miracle of Purim came from God's very essence that's above a name, even above the name Yudke Vavke. That's the deeper meaning why the Megillah doesn't have a name, not just because God is hidden, but because it's coming from the essence of God that's above having a name. And that essence of God could be felt not just in supernatural miracles. You see, the idea of the Exodus from Egypt says to you that to be able to see God, water has to turn to blood, or water has to stand up, or frogs, etc. Something supernatural, something Something different than the regular order of the world has to happen. But the Purim miracle that comes from God's essence, which is everywhere exactly the same, equally says a much deeper thing. Hashem is in you as you are, in the garments of your life. In your natural state of being, when nothing supernatural is happening, as you are, as the world seems to be a cloak over God's presence, God is the cloak as well. Havayahu HaElikim, the name Elikim is the concealment, and Havai is Hashem. Hashem is the cloak as well, it's another one of His names. And so the miracle of Purim, the uniqueness of the miracle of Purim, is exactly that idea that Hashem is coming in a completely natural way, and that shows us how God is with us even now in exile. The Purim story taught Jews how to manage through thousands of years of exile up to today, that we have to know that no matter what's happening, no matter how how much craziness is in the world and how much suffering. Hashem is still hidden in everything and Hashem comes to you in your time of suffering as you are in your home, in your natural way of being. And we feel that that closeness of God, how close God is, that He contracts Himself to be within the very nature, of the, within who we are, within our homes, within ourselves, that causes the tremendous love of God and that causes us to accept the Torah even more. May this Purim be the source of all salvation. The world needs a lot of salvation. And the ultimate salvation of the coming of Mashiach, we should see it on Purim. And then we'll really celebrate. And in the meantime, for the last moments of Golos, we should know how to see God within the garments of our life. To know that God dwells with us as we are. That's what Adar is. Aleph Dar. Aleph is Hashem. Dar. He lives with us as we are in our homes. And that we reciprocates our our great love for Him. May we finally see Hashem with the coming of Mashiach.